Across the Netflix stream, I'm Ward. This is your resource for Netflix. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Twitter, and Facebook. Cross the Netflix stream. Contact us. Let us know what you think, what you've seen, and what we should see. Go to our website to find all of our older episodes, written reviews, and Netflix news. Cross the Netflix stream.com. Also watched Black Panther, Game Night, The Florida Project. In Black Panther, T'Challa, the king of Wakanda, rises to the throne in the isolated, technologically advanced African nation, but his claim is challenged by a vengeful outsider who is a childhood victim of T'Challa's father's mistake. A lot of preposition. This captures a lot of the typical Marvel movie tropes, but it also touches upon some the themes of oppression and colonialism, which makes it a little bit deeper. This is definitely one of Marvel's better movies, but it suffers just from Marvel fatigue. I, mean, I feel like Marvel has three movies coming out every year and they all have a kind of a pattern, a formula they seem to follow. And this is no exception. I feel like this movie, the writers created something really awesome and they were told, oh, you've got to force it into the the Marvel identity, the Marvel brand and make it fit. And that's what it feels like because there's an even better movie hiding in this. The biggest challenge is that it forces a character, Eric Killmonger, I mean, just by his name, you know he's going to be the villain, forces him into the villain role. And this movie's point of view could easily be shifted to make him the hero. He's more charismatic than I mean, the actor, the character, more charismatic than T'Challa anyway. And I just don't know why the movie didn't explore his plight with more fervor. I mean, he, he has a cool background. T'Challa's boring. And on the surface, Eric isn't the typical selfish, corrupt villain. His purpose is greater, is more noble than T'Challa's. And T'Challa's only purpose is to fight Eric. Eric wants to free his people, and T'Challa just wants to be king. I... It's weird. This tries to, I mean, again, I think there's a better movie hiding this. You know, what this is, it takes the basic Marvel outline, tries to get something more out of it, doesn't quite get there, but I feel like they're probably constrained. They had to follow this. It just can't escape the basic archetype of hero and villain that seemingly Marvel movies require. I don't really think Eric is a villain. I mean, he shouldn't be. You know, it tries to address social issues while trying to fit in the mindless Marvel action romp. And I really, I really liked Eric more. I has to say Killmonger, I just think that does him a disservice. You know, because even he fits a lot of the hero stereotypes. Avenging his father, wants to help his people who have been oppressed. And I just wonder if I'd like this movie even more from his viewpoint. Because Eric is Black Panther. At least he had a purpose, and T'Challa didn't, you know? T'Challa's like, hey, my dad was king, I want to be king. That's it, that's all I got. And focusing on Eric could also allow this movie to directly address the issues of oppression that the movie just kind of barely touches. Like, it kind of... it. Mentions them really quickly, but doesn't delve into them. And I thought it easily could delve into it. It easily could take this further. This, of course, it has the spectacles you come to expect from Marvel. It's got a lot of good characters. I mean, Eric's not the only good character. T'Challa's sister, Shuri, played by Letitia Wright. She does a great job in every scene. I mean, she just, she nails it. Just like Eric, nail, you know, Michael B. Jordan nails his scenes. And the funny thing is, I feel like the kind of most boring character is T'Challa, which really you don't want when he is the title character of this movie. And yeah, I really, you never, I don't really ever see Eric do anything that wrong. His goal is to stop oppression. Now, we don't know by what means he plans to do that. We just don't know. He's sending guns out, but we don't know to whom or for what. It could be self-defense. I mean, he makes a reference where he says that his people have never had the firepower to defend themselves. So it could be sending them out for self-defense. And while Eric did kill a mercenary, T'Challa's own general said, hey, you should kill this guy. Well, so I, I can't really fault Eric for killing the guy when... T'Challa, if he had listened to his general, would have done the same thing. And the fact is, Michael B. Jordan is just more charismatic than Chadwick Boseman. Now, this does mix ritual and modern culture. You know, we're told Wakanda is very advanced, but we never get a good look at that. I'd like, I'd love for T'Challa just to walk down a street so we can see what that looks like, because it's really the only 
close in street, shall we get it? Looks it looks like just a, a nicer street market. It didn't really look high tech because this is a movie where they talk about having hover hover bikes as kids, and I never saw anything that supports that, that level of technology. Even the cityscape doesn't look like sci-fi advanced, like hover bikes. I don't know. We just never see enough of that. And I feel like that's a big omission. It needed to show us that. I mean, Eric, to me, he's the typical hero. He's more interesting. And he wants to share Wakanda's wealth of knowledge and power. And up to that point, T'Challa, he never wanted to. Wakanda never shared or helped anybody else, which flies in the face of being a superhero. Now, at the end of this, T'Challa says he is going to open Wakanda's borders. But is that because of Eric? It never tells us that. It's just He's kind of saying, oh, this is my new idea. Well, it's not really your idea. You know, somebody else had it. I don't know. I don't know what changes his mind. We don't know. There's just a lot of lingering questions. Now, I know I've basically just criticized this throughout. And that's because, you know, the parts that are good work. I mean, this has some great ideas. It just, it misses a few. And I really feel like they were constrained to the Marvel way of On to Game Night, 2018 movie starring Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams, Kyle Chandler, and Jesse Plemons, among others. A group of friends who meet regularly for game nights find themselves trying to solve a murder mystery. This is actually better than I expected. It has some really funny moments. There's plenty of plot surprises. I mean, it works. I thought this was going to be kind of average to bad. And it's really, it's average to above average. I thought it was pretty cool. You know, all things considered. The writing provides all the characters with secondary plot lines that come full circle, which also bolsters the comedy. There are a lot of one-liners, but there are a couple of jokes that are built throughout the movie for maximum payoff. And a lot of the jokes rely on pop culture. It's one of those things where you're going to think, what is that referencing? Because there are a lot of references. Now, this does stretch the bounds of realism, but in this kind of movie, of course that's going to happen. And it will land more than a few jokes. They will certainly surprise you with the twisting plot. Uh, I mean, ultimately, yeah, I'd say, you know, it just kind of depends. There's reasons to watch this, reasons not to watch it. I'm not going to spoil any of the big plots, but we're quickly introduced to two very competitive people, Bateman and McAdams. They get married, they host game nights with their friends, and they're trying to avoid Gary, their neighbor. Now, Jesse Plemons does a great job as Gary, basically, because he gets to play this really weird, odd character. And, you know, when you get to do something fun like that, well, it just kind of shines. This plot kicks into high gear when Max's brother Brooks flies in. On the surface, Brooks is more successful than Gary in every respect. That creates a lot of frustration with Gary. It makes him a, little, or a lot of frustration with Max, and it makes him more competitive. So, of course, his brother Brooks sees Game Night and says, you know what? I'm going to have to amp, amp this up a little bit. That's what Brooks does. He sees what Gary does, and he does him one better. So you've got this group of people on this game night, and basically Brooks set it up as a murder mystery where you have to follow clues. Now, one of the clues, you know, what this kind of comes, what's real, what's not real, because those lines kind of blur. Everyone gets a lot more than they expected. I'm not going to get into that in too much detail because I don't want to spoil you, but at one point, the group... They need Gary's help. They go to his house to take advantage of Gary's access to the criminal database. And if you've seen the spoiler, you've seen this joke, but it was funny. It was one of the best gags in the movie. Max gets blood on the dog. He's trying to clean up the dog. Uh, he tries to wipe it down. Can't wipe the blood off. He uses a little bit of water. Just smears blood all over the dog. The dog is soaking wet, bloody. And the dog begins to shake in Gary's bedroom, splattering Gary's Merle. Max realizes he can't solve the problem. He just walks out. But uh, great scene. Hilarious. One of the best. There's also a couple... Long jokes, you know, uh, Ryan, one of the, I don't want to say dumber characters, but yeah, you know, he's, he's kind of vapid. He talks about how, oh yeah, the rich, they, uh, they hire homeless people to fight in their basement and bet on them. Everybody, of course, misses them and says, you know, that doesn't happen. Well, at one point they end up in a rich person's house and Ryan gets to see what the rich really do when they get bored. Of course, 
At this point, the group is chasing a Fabergé egg. It's crazy. And there's another long joke with, with Kevin and Michelle. Kevin learns that Michelle uh, slept with a celebrity, and he's very interested to know who it was. And the movie stretches out that reveal for maximum effect. And you know, it's just this is pretty solid writing for what it is. I mean, you could easily make this much worse than it is. And the fact that it's not terrible is kind of a win. I thought the writing had some really nice parts. You know, a little bit of fine tuning could really be something cool. And the Florida Project. This is a Sean Baker movie. So if you've his previous movie Tangerine, you kind of get the style you're in for here. Living within sight of Disney World's glittering attractions, the children of families residing in tacky motels near the mega park find mischief and adventure led by the spirited six-year-old Mooney. These are some rough kids, and you kind of you look at the surface, you think, oh, these are just some bad kids, but these kids have learned, it's learned behavior. It's not like they set out to be bad kids, they see how their parents act, and they mimic it. And you know what, their parents aren't really all that good. Their parents are looking for a way to scam people, a way to get one up on people. It's just really compelling watching these kids get in trouble. We often just kind of see, we just see, a, in essence, a couple of weeks in their lives. These kids, they're often, you know, they often get in trouble. They're often trying to game the system. And sometimes it's their parents game the system. Uh, it's just, they live a harsh life. You know, their their parents are, I mean, Mooney's the main character in this, and her mom's just too poor to be anywhere other than this hotel. And they pretty much live there. Uh, you've got Willem Dafoe, who is the manager of the building. He tries to look out for everybody, but at the same time, he has to defend the owner of the hotel's interest. And, you know, he has to make these people move every so often because if they stay in room too long, they could claim that uh, they live there or something. So the movie tells us, you know, just basically a legal defense to not have them stay in the same room forever. But he does. He looks out for the kids and for everybody. He tries to intervene when his customers or the people running the rooms get into trouble with other people as they frequently do because when you're trying to scam everybody you're gonna get some people upset this has very much a documentary feel we see the daily lives of these kids and it lends a realistic feel this doesn't have a traditional plot it, it's more just looking at the experience of mooney and her mom at this hotel because mooney's mom she's just trying to get by just trying to make it but that ends up she's not being a very good mother and you kind of wonder where is this gonna go because her mom is resorting to desperate measures, and just, you just know nothing good is going to come of this. But is that just life, or is something actually going to break? I thought this had a great ending lined up. Uh, I'm not, I don't want to spoil it for you, but I just had a kind of a great, depressing type ending. And then, then it kind of switched it to the kids' point of view, and they're running through Disney World. Which how would they even get into Disney World? You know, they couldn't just walk right in. It's just it's shot differently. It looks differently. I don't know, I guess showing the Disney castle, it's a little more cynical maybe. A little, you know, this is something they may never get. I don't know, but I just didn't like it. I thought it had a really good ending. and You could have cut two minutes off the end of this, and it would have been just perfect in the realm of what this movie is. Uh, if you want a movie that has a traditional plot that kind of doesn't meander, this may not be for you, but it's just really compelling watching these kids. Go to our website, crossthenetflixstream.com. This is your portal to find us on social media, our written reviews, news, previews, and videos. You can email me directly, ward at crossthenetflixstream.com. Go to iTunes or your preferred podcast player. Rate this, review it. I would appreciate it. I watch movies on Netflix so you don't have to.